Welcome to Sermons from St. David's, a ministry of St. David's Episcopal Church in Southfield, Michigan. It's a chance for us to share a good word of challenge, inspiration, and hope as we walk the journey of faith together. You're welcome to join us on Sundays at 8 a.m. and 10 a.m. for live in-person worship. You can also join our 10 a.m. Eucharist via Zoom. Just go to our website for the meeting ID and password at stdavidssf.org. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Amen. Amen. Please be seated. So, the story continues. I know you might be asking, what story is that? Well, it's the Sermon on the Mount. You know where it says, blessed are the poor, mourning, and so on? But what I didn't realize for a while there is that Matthew 5, 1 says, he went up the mountain. Then in Matthew 8, 1, it stated when Jesus had come down from the mountain. So that includes today's reading. So I thought to myself after reading all those readings, that was a lot of teaching and preaching. Because I'm going to have to get Father Chris, but to the best of my knowledge of Jesus' ministries, this appears to be, to me, one of the largest examples of Jesus' teaching and preaching that I know. I know there could have been other times in his life, or just maybe it didn't appear in the text. You're the boss, Mike. Okay. <laughs> it could have. <laughs> I wasn't there. With today being Ash Wednesday, we now entered into Lent, a time we remember the love of God and our preparation for Easter and the resurrection of our Master. We say that we celebrate Lent for 40 days, but if you actually count the days, you're going to come up with 46. And that is because we do not count Sundays. Sundays are feast days in the celebration of Christ's resurrection. And we do not fast on feast days. So bingo, we got 46 days in my book. Now my issue was that growing up, nobody ever told me that I couldn't have, that I could have my candy again on Sundays. Nobody told me that. Now, five years ago, my wife Laura and I went on what I'll call a pilgrimage to experience one of the greatest preparations of Lent that I have ever seen. Yes, we went to New Orleans and Mardi Gras. Now those people, they know how to get ready for Lent. And I wish I could prepare that way every year. <laughs> I know you're all thinking, well, that's nothing but a big party. Well, it is in a way, but if you look closely at the meaning of what's going on down there, who builds these floats, the trinkets that they throw, the little coins and stuff, they got letters on them and stuff. They're all from religious organizations down there. The vast majority of them are. So it really is a very well thought out religious experience. But we're not here to talk about my travels. We're here to talk about alms, 
prayers, and fastings. The reading starts with a warning. Beware of practicing your piety. So just to clarify my thoughts, I looked the word up and it said being religious or reverent. And that's what I thought. So in other words, don't practice your religion for the approval of praise of humans. If so, you miss the boat and your reward you just have received on earth. Remember that Jesus did not say not to do these things throughout this reading, but to do them the correct way for the correct reason. Then we move into verse two and the giving of alms and don't sound the trumpet. In other words, don't break your arm, pat yourself on the back or take a victory lap. I actually read a commentary that said it could be that the vessel that the people collected alms in was in the shape of a trumpet so they could catch the alms. And obviously those who were throwing them in, it would make noise. I'm not sure how much I believe this, but I guess it's possible. It is clear to me that in reading Torah that God does favor almsgiving if it is done properly for the poor, then it is a good thing. A couple examples are Proverbs 14, 21. Happy are those who are kind to the poor. Or Proverbs 19, 17. Whoever is kind to the poor lends to the Lord and will be repaid in full. Thank you, Father Chris, in the Bible study process. And you know, you all could join us on Tuesdays. It's really, it's good. I noticed that Jesus uses the word hypocrites a few times. So again, I had to get into my little fancy dancy dictionary and look up the word, and I'm glad I did. It comes from the Greek, hypocrite, which is spelled with a K over a C which means an actor on stage or a pretender. I didn't realize that part. So now we have a wrong way and a proper way, which is spoken seven several times in this reading. Now understand before I speak this next part, because it is not a criticism of anyone that I know but yet we do know those that through giving seek public praise, that they feel that their names and good deeds will live forever. Well, in a good way, I guess you're right, they will. You can walk into many buildings and see their names all over that building. We do it in the military for the right reasons, I feel, for great leaders and fallen heroes. So in a way that they live on forever in my heart and arms on earth. But do you think God is really impressed? As it says, they have received the reward. With all that said, there are those that through their proper way of giving will, in my mind, live forever and will receive that reward in heaven. Examples would be through our stewardship programs, existing in both time and money to do our outreach ministries through the, those that are in need. One big one is our food pantry. And I'd like to thank everyone involved from the bottom of my heart 
it says, don't be like the hypocrites in the synagogue or the streets. That made me think of Mark 12, 42 to 44, where the widow puts those two small coins in the treasury. And then Jesus says, my favorite words, I love this, I swear I do. Truly, I tell you, I love hearing those words. Because she gave everything she had, where the others only gave out of their vast abundance. She was the one that God had truly seen. So don't worry about the glory, just do it. And God sees all. And while you're at it, don't let your left hand see what your right hands are doing. Now it goes on into prayer. And again, it talks of hypocrites and public praying for public recognition. So again, if you are praying to be noticed, then you have just received that reward. And again, this is a reoccurring theme throughout the readings. It made me think about one time when uh, at the Deer Porn homecoming a few years back when Laura, my wife and I, were going to the carnival area and there was a young man with a few of his friends clutching their Bibles. While he stood on an actual wooden crate, as you can say, he was standing on his soapbox, telling everyone, smacking their Bibles, where we were all going. And when he got tired out, another person would take his place, smacking the Bible. I was not impressed, and I was quite turned off by the whole scenario. Let's do as Jesus did. In most cases, as the Bible showed, Jesus prayed alone or with a few of his disciples. And also, it didn't seem like he was always up on the mountaintop where nobody could see him but God. And God knew. This is not to say that those who take their religion to the streets are wrong. In our vast history, there are those who take it to the streets for all the right reasons. And God has rewarded them for their public life and service to God. Examples would be Wesley, Calvin, St. Francis, Martin Luther King, or Mother Teresa. And you know, we could go on for a long time because that's a big list. Fasting, obviously, we fast as God has asked in Torah and as our master did for 40 days in the wilderness. I remember, as I said, I was a good little Catholic boy. Well, not so sure about the good part, but, and the let process. That meant I had to suffer because the church was making me give up my favorite foods and I had to eat fish every Friday. But you know, now I love fish. But then, no way, I had to choke it down because God said I had to go to church. And yes, I still eat fish every Friday, and I love it. I can't wait. Go figure. Then there are the things that I give up, like donuts, real candy, Coke, ice cream, fast food, burgers. Now, there are people like myself that have diabetes or other health issues. So the church now states that there are other ways to fast. Examples I'm going to read to you from a friend of mine, and a lot of us know, 
Reverend Ann Weber, who retired a few years ago over at Novi. And this is a Latin discipline. And I'll read it. Fast from judging others. Feast on Christ dwelling in them. Fast from fear of illness. Feast on healing power of God. Fast from words that pollute. Feast on speech that purifies. Fast from discontent. Feast on gratitude. Remember that word we talked about for a few months now. Fast on anger. Feast on patience. Fast on prison. And feast on optimism. Fast from negatives. Feast on affirmatives. Fast from bitterness. Feast on forgiveness. Fast from self-concern. Feast on compassion. Fast from suspicion. Feast on truth. Fast from gossip. Feast on purposeful silence. Fast from problems that overwhelm. Feast on prayers that sustain. Fast from worry. Feast from faith. You know, some of these are my giving up Coca-Cola might be a little easier sometimes than these, but it's all well worth it because it's all penance. Finally, treasures. Now we know we ain't gonna dwell on it. We ain't gonna take all that junk or treasures with us no matter how valuable we might think these things are. You can try, you can call two men in a truck to pack it all up, but I don't know where you're gonna get the roadmap to tell them where to deliver it. And folks, I am guilty of it because if you ask my wife or you go to my house, you will see all kinds of drums and music equipment in my house, small fortune. And I would need the same truck for all that junk. I could have given that money to outreach programs, but I didn't. But I know that one day my treasures will be donated to music programs in need. And that is a very good thing. Our real treasures are when, through our own outreach programs, we are able to help our sisters and brothers now we are living into our covenant with that, with our creator. Our families go further than just blood. We all related in the body of Christ and helping brings us closer in our families and our family here at St. David's. This is the core of our existence, our essence in life our true hearts, and our eternal souls. Now that we can take with us so that one day we can receive our reward in heaven. Closing, I heard some great words this week and I love it and I'll close with it. Our job is not to show off, but to show up. Amen. Thanks so much for listening. And may the God of peace, who brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus Christ, the great shepherd of the sheep, by the blood of the eternal covenant, equip you with everything good, that you may do his will, 
working in you that which is pleasing in his sight. Through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen.